The Adam at Breakfast podcast. The best bits from this week's award-winning Adam at Breakfast. Subscribe now at rockfm.co.uk. You're right. It's my last podcast for a bit, seeing as that I'm on my holidays and you're going to have to put up with some other Muppets doing the breakfast show. Uh, however, Gemma will still be about because she lost the forfeit and I cancelled her holidays, so therefore she has to do the show by herself uh, without me or Ross. <laughs> She'll probably get Howl and Jamie in to come and help us. Make sure you tune into the show. Uh, feeling that. Uh, with, the, with, with the podcast, though, I thought it would be fair, only for me, uh, to do a bit of self-indulgent. We're going to have loads of sentimental songs on here. We're going to be talking about kids who forged the grades for the school report because it's that time of year, isn't it? You know what I mean? And we'll talk about a mate of mine who went on a date. Magical. Are you ready? The Adam at Breakfast podcast. The best bits from this week's award-winning Adam at Breakfast. <laughs> sentimental songs on Adam at Breakfast. Ooh la la, j'adore le sentiment. Uh, now then, it is that time of the show where we do get a little bit serious. Uh, do remember that there are people out there that are suffering right now and they do write letters into us and we just play a little bit of a record for them. At the end of the letter, just to try and make them feel a little bit better. Remember, it is real people with real problems. Um, if everybody's all right with this, I'd like to read today's out. Yeah. Is that okay? Um, I think every man, every man at some point in his life, of his dating life, has definitely been in the same situation as this gentleman now. Enjoy the sentimental song. Dear Adam at breakfast... Got a bit of a problem, and hopefully you can help me sort it out. I can't seem to get to third base with me own girlfriend. We've been dating for three years now, and no matter how hard I try to romance her, she won't give me any of the good stuff. I bought her chocolates, sent her flowers, I've even paid for an all-inclusive holiday to Falaraki, but still, my little soldier doesn't get to go to the parade. It's hard to bring it up in conversation and all with her, because she's such a top lass, like. And I don't want to upset her. I know she's got really high morals, as it does the local vicar. But I'm in love with her. It's not like I'm just after her for her body or something. I want to be with her forever. And I've told her this, but, but still, she's not forthcoming and getting it on. The reason why I've wrote to you is because I listen to your show on a regular basis. And I think that, well, Adam's a bit of a dude, like, you know. He once said, get some Lionel on in your motor and no bird can resist the curly-haired, mulleted one. Well, Adam, got some news for you, son. It ain't quite true, as our Debbie doesn't even flinch when my destiny's blaring through me spanking new ice pack at the back of me Nova GTI with racing suspension and double-bore exhaust. Apart from the physical side, I can't fault our relationship. We get on like an house on fire, always laughing and joking. She's so intelligent. I mean, I can sit for hours just listening to what she has to say. Us getting jiggy won't change the way I view our relationship, I promise. If anything, it'll make me love her even more. Because that's what couples that are in love do, ain't it? They show each other through the form of naked hip wrestling. Please can you play us a song to show my Debs how I feel about her? And how I feel about this situation. She's beautiful, and I just want to show her how much I love her. Thanks in advance, Trev. P.S. I'm not minging her out, and I don't smell before you take the mick, Adam. All right? The sentimental song on Adam at breakfast. Ooh la la, j'adore le sentiment. 
It is coming to the end of the school term. There'll be loads of people maybe going to school for the last uh, week this week, yeah? Mm-hmm. And all my lad finishes... Um, Finishes a week on Wednesday, so I'm taking him out of school for three days. I'll cause that at the end of the school run. I'm not coming to school next week. I'm going on holiday with my dad. Sod you. Put that in the square box. Go on. Yeah, I will. <clears throat> That's for him. Anyway, um, obviously it's coming to that time of year where all kids are getting the school reports. Teachers are frantically writing up of what the kids have achieved over the last year and they send some uh, send some home packing to, for the mums and dads to read and obviously sign the little piece of paper and send it back into school. Let me mum and dad's read it. Everything's happy. Yay! Right. Do you remember when we went to school mm-hmm. and the reports... Were your reports handwritten? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right, no longer. They're not unwritten anymore. My sister's a teacher. My little lad's obviously brought his report home. All electronic, all done on computer. Therefore, abolishing <coughs> forgery. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I used to love report time to see how many grades I could change just to impress my mum. It'd be brilliant. Used to write in my old maths class from Mr. Tomlinson. If you're listening this morning, yeah, your cards mark sunshine. He used to he used to write that Catrol's very disruptive, very chatty, disrupts other people in the class. Da 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 da. But somehow, right, I always managed to get a B plus in his class right? <laughs> on the grade effort and grades. I was A for grades, A, a for A for effort. But I used to change my E into, into a B. Plus. That's the easiest one. F or an E to a B. Yeah. <laughs> my mum used to think, oh, well, good. But when it mattered, GCSE time, I came up with the goods. I knew that, you know, I could leave it to the end. Gemma's looking at me with a, a, a look of disdain. And I never did that. You never forged. You never forged anything, like changed any grades or anything like that? N- well, no. Why? Because I never got lower than a C. <laughs> Right, switch your microphone. Oh, off. don't be like that. That is ridiculous. It's That's true. not what this show's about. It's We're... true. I did put a little bit of tipex on against a word, though. The line was Gemma does not take direction well. I just took not out. <laughs> Gemma tipex does it. take direction. Just look well. like your teacher put a massive space in the <laughs> yeah, middle of something. Just a bit of tipex. Well, like you say, it was handwritten. She looked like she made a mistake. Don't let me down. You're up for the old grade change, yeah, aren't yeah. you? I know the ones I've that you can change. A D's a B, an E's a B, an F's a B. B. Straight B's every year. <laughs> <laughs> I was a straight B student, mate. Tremendous. Loved it. Do you know where this is? This has actually come from a conversation I had from Saturday night, right? Um, big family party, and one of the ladies that was there, her nephew, he's just got his school report, but they don't have it electronically. They have it written still. Fantastic, this, right? He started grading his own work. This <laughs> is so good. <laughs> Getting his homework, not handing it in, grading it himself and showing his dad so he can get pocket money. <laughs> so he can get extra money, right? This is the best thing ever. He's been doing it all year. On the la- on the on one of his last pieces of work, it, all he's written on the, in a green pen, because the teacher uses green pen, top marks, William, top man, right? <laughs> what teacher would ever refer to you as a top man? <laughs> Never, ever do that. <laughs> Anyway, parents' evening, lads, dad's gone in. No, I haven't even seen any of his work. He hasn't handed any grub in. Adam at breakfast oh. on 97.4 Rock FM. Top man, Wills. Top man. <laughs> Put it down there. <laughs> Brilliant. The Adam at breakfast podcast. Back in the day when myself, Ross and Gemma used to go to school, it was all handwritten, so therefore you could quite comfortably change your grade of an E, where it says effort and attainment, or at the bottom, to maybe a B plus, or maybe a B minus, if you just wanted to do yourself down a little bit from an E. Yeah. Uh, On the text, loads of people have also been in the situation, uh, like us, forging the grades, or maybe 
signing off a report from your mum or your dad because you didn't want to get yourself in trouble because they had to know that you were on, I don't know, doing lines or whatever. Did you ever make you do that as well? If you had got lines and then you made your mum sign the lines at the end? No. Yeah, yes. Like a punishment? Yeah, I just used to sign it myself. <laughs> <laughs> I love this one. Jen and Leyland, I changed mine from F's to A's for the whole of my fifth oh, year. Oh, that's too risky. My too mum risky played that. hell when I got my results and got mostly D's, E's and F's and wanted to lodge an appeal. Going into school was very embarrassing. <laughs> that's it, isn't it? When you know you've been busted, when do you come clean? Yeah. Do you go, do you go to school for that appeal? Can you imagine you? that? You go to school in the August, you get your GCSE results. I can't believe this, young Jennifer. You've got D's, E's and F's. We must lodge a complaint with a GCSE examining body straight away. Uh, no, Mum, I actually got F's throughout my See, whole F's to A's, F's to A's is risky. F's to B's? F's to B's is all right. I love this one as well. <laughs> Carl in Blackburn was financially rewarded for his grades throughout his school years. <laughs> he used to get £1 for a C, £1.50 for a B and £3 for an A. Technically, shouldn't have earned a thing over the year, but ended up with nearly 300 quid. <laughs> <laughs> Good lad. I like his style. That's how he's rolling. Anymore? You missed uh, best one off. Go on. The fella, what's his, I can't see his name, is it David? Yeah, it is David. The fellow who decided, he got a really bad English report one year, decided to rewrite it himself, went for top notch, give himself an A, turns out he was dyslexic. <laughs> he got busted. <laughs> <laughs> the whole report was spelt wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Morning, Rocket Fam. All right, Adam. All right, mate. Uh, ring about the changing the grid. Yes. Uh, when I went to Hudson, every, every end of every term, you got these like assessment cards, and they graded you on the uh, good status factor or unstatus factor. Yes, yes. And it was sort of GS or U. I'm like, so every term, I forgot U. I'd always change it to a G. And I, I, I had quite a few of those. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a Hutton grammar. Yeah. Oh yes, you've got to do it there, mate. You've got to do it there. Just you know what I mean. Just to keep the parents happy. Good lad. That's what it's all about, mate. What's your name? What's your name? Uh, Steve Triggs from Preston. There you go, Steve Triggs, mum and dad listening. There you go, you know what you were up to. See you later, pal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See you, mate. Love it. Absolutely love it. Do you know what I also like as well? Do you know when you do change the grade? Normally, if you've done all right, you'll just hand the report to your mum, leave it, because you know that the, you're not going to get a telling off. However, right, when you change the grade, you make a point of going, See, I am doing well. <laughs> look at me, mum. You keep saying that I'm not doing my homework, but look at me there, I'm going to be minus. <laughs> Adam at breakfast on 97.4 Rock FM. Right, we have been speaking in depth this morning that it is that time of year where kids are getting school reports and it's all changed. It's all electronic now. It's all electronic. You can't forge them unless you're like the man that's on the phone right now. Take a listen to this guy. Here on, mate. Tell us your story. Uh, well, one day I was given a floppy disk to take some work home. Yeah. And it had a template for one of them. So I made, I made a couple of quid that year. <laughs> Go on! Not for personal use, just for... Uh, you used to problems. sell reports. Right, what do you want on your report this year? No worries, I'll not one up for you. Yeah. <laughs> A <laughs> little, little bit of money made that year. <laughs> Good lad. Great work, mate. Great work. All right. See you, pal. The Adam at Breakfast podcast. Dear Adam at Breakfast, please will you read out this letter to let me wife know that despite what we've been through, I'm okay with it. And I just wanted to come home. In 1968, Ailey was born a boy, Harold. And by the sounds of it, Enjoyed normal boy hobbies like footy, arson, and playing with his, sorry, her, Todger. But all that changed at university when she was studying for a degree in gender realignment surgery and after a drunken night out with other course members, became the victim of a practical joke. 
that resulted in him becoming a her for the first time. However, at that time in Haley's life, she was quite content being Harold. Unfortunately for her, the guys who carried out the prank had preserved her little fella overnight in a bag of frozen sausages. So, a reversal operation was quickly carried out to reinstate her to the brotherhood of man. Over the following months, though, things changed. Ailey began to doubt her masculinity and wondered whether she had made a mistake going back to life as Harold. She started experimenting with life as a female, you know, cross-dressing, driving badly and being a right moody so-and-so once a month. And after starting a course of hormone replacements which gave her a voice like Joe Pasquale and moves to rival Simon Cowles, she decided to go back under it knife. The operation was a roaring success, but the second stint as a female didn't last much longer than the first. Although Haley thought she was ready, in reality, Harold just hadn't prepared for the sacrifices he had to make, and the final straw was when she came to use the toilet. It was only a number one, so it was perfectly normal to go standing up, but she'd forgotten one important detail at operation, and the embarrassment of the cleaning that ensued made up her mind. Ailey was gone, and back came Harold. Unfortunately, by this point, the effects of the hormones were irreversible, and Haley and Harold had merged into something of a halfway house between male and female. It was at this point I met Harold in a local bar, and although she was frosty at first, we soon got close, and she opened up to me about her past. I managed to build up her confidence, pointing to strong role models in her position like that Donna internationally won Eurovision, that Nadia off Big Brother, and them Williams sisters who consistently dominate Wimbledon. And after a year or so, Ailey decided to have the swap for the third time. Since then, we've lived happily ever after as man and wife. That was until last week, when I returned from work to find a note saying that Haley had gone away to spend some time with Harold. I keep blaming myself and have so far been unable to contact her to tell her how I feel. So please can you help me out and play her a song that you think will show her how much she means to me. Thanks in advance. Ray Crapper from Ray's Rails. The sentimental song, song. on Adam at breakfast. Ooh la la, j'adore le sentiment. I just want to tell you of a text message that has just come in for you, Gemma Day. I didn't know it. 
that you were up to any of this, but a text message has just come in. This could be quite uncomfortable. Uh, and it basically says, Gemma, your plumber stole some black knickers, of which I am now wearing. Did you have a plumber in yesterday? Yep. Did you, ha- did you have any washing out on a maiden or anything like that? Yep. Are you missing any? I'm not sure. Oh, I don't like that. Is that from a man or a woman well, who's says, now wearing the knickers? It says Mrs. Wilson, but I reckon that's a cross-dressing man. <laughs> it's so, not funny. So your plumber yesterday... Yeah, you know, because my washing machine's been leaking through the ceiling. Right, can I just ask you a question? Go on. Did you go through the proper yellow pages, so therefore they didn't know who you are, no. or did you blag it? My landlord sorted it out. Right, there you go then. So he's obviously gone, hey, guess who he did? <laughs> so he's obviously going to come in there and steal some of your 32-inch plumbing um, double-D bras or whatever they are. Isn't he? He's so cheeky. He is, though, isn't he? He's going to... Uh, I would. If I... Yeah, you like a very yeah, nice gentleman yesterday. If you'd yesterday. made the clean getaway with a pair of Gemini's knickers, you wouldn't clean. text in. You wouldn't text in and I tell her you got them somebody, so she can ring the police. It's clearly a joke. That's right? somebody he works with. He was a lovely man yesterday. He yeah, he's now wearing he your knickers. He's a bit fruity, isn't he? <laughs> anyway, well done, mate. There you go. Quality. So that's uncomfortable. Do you feel a... Yes, such uncomfortable? I feel a little bit strange. Yes. Check this out for the most uncomfortable moment of all time ever, right? My mate went on a date on... There we are now, two nights ago. He went on Tuesday night, mm-hmm. bit of a date, new lady, in the office. He works with her. Yeah? Fancied her for a bit. They've been out for some lunches, but they went out for a nighttime drink on uh, on Tuesday evening. Got on really well. Loads of conversation. Found out they had loads in common. At the end of the night, he's on the doorstep thinking to himself, should I, shouldn't I kiss her? First date. You're allowed to kiss first date, aren't you? Yeah, for just, sure. Just a quick one on the cheek, yeah. just before they go in, just to leave that little bit of a, a, a buzz in the old stomach. Yeah. Yeah. He lent in for the kiss. She only farted. What? <laughs> <laughs> you're joking. What? You're joking. How good is that? He works with her next day. <laughs> you can understand it the other way around. I mean, my fella did that on our first date, but a girl doing it, oh, I bet she's mortified. How uncomfortable is she? She hasn't spoke to him for the uh, last two days. Oh. Do you know what would be worse? Yeah. Do you know her name? Uh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at breakfast on 97.4 Rock FM. Dear Adam at breakfast, I've got some information that I think you and your listeners will find very interesting. And although I don't want to cause any panic, it's very serious stuff. I also fancy a song if you don't mind. I've worked in the construction industry for over 50 years and during that time, I climbed my way to a position of extreme authority, meaning that I had access to some very important classified information. That was until last month, when the board of directors fired me for what they described as an act of gross misconduct. But to be honest, it was blown out of all proportions. I genuinely believed that those showers were out of order, and I only took my camera in there to test if it was actually water-resistant. Anyway, that's in the past now. And although they may have taken away my livelihood and my dignity, they'll never take away the memories of what I've seen. Like I said, the intention of this letter is not to cause alarm or distress, but if you live or work in Preston, you're in deep shit trouble. And here's why. Many years ago, whilst working on a major redevelopment project, my company was responsible for some serious structural work, which involved, amongst other things, relaying the foundations of the city. The project in question took place during the early 90s at the height of the last recession and as a result 
shoddy workmanship and corner cutting was rife. Basically, anything went as long as it saved a few pounds. The extent of this malpractice ranged in seriousness from the frankly comical, like replacing JCBs and other plant machinery with spoons, using cling film instead of glass and employing a team of obese people as steamrollers, to the downright dangerous, like what I'm about to tell you. It was deemed that, when it came to the foundations of the city, using concrete and such materials was too expensive and unnecessary on the basis that people couldn't see it anyway, so it was seen as a perfect place to save cash. Limited resources were put into research and alternative solutions, and to be honest, nothing was coming out as cheap as the bigwigs would have liked. Then, one day, we caught wind of an industrial accident in Blackpool that meant a potential material had come onto the market at ridiculously low prices. Fine, you're probably thinking, what's all the fuss about? Well, how about the fact that the material in question was actually six million tonnes of shattered Blackpool rock? And I don't mean shattered rocks from Blackpool. I'm talking about the world-famous, multicoloured, hard, sweet stick. Now, I know this news is hard to swallow. Excuse the pun. And you may think it's a revenge attack from a disgruntled former employee. But it's not. It's all 100% true. Worse still, they went ahead with the ludicrous plan. And although it's lasted so far, I'm in no doubt that they've put the future of this great city at risk. Remember that earthquake a few months back? Exactly. People deserve to know, and I won't be silenced any longer. So deal with it. Thanks in advance for reading this. Robert the Builder from Preston. P.S. They also threw a bog roll down there, if that helps with your choice of song. The Sentimental Song on Adam at Breakfast. Ooh la la, j'adore le sentiment. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. Built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. There you go. That's it for another podcast. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. Make sure you press the subscribe button so you never ever miss out. There won't be one next week because I'm aware, like you know what I mean. And Gemma's too lazy to do one. You know how she is. Um, there is one last thing that I suppose I should put on the podcast for this week. Um, 10 to 9, Friday morning, did a bit of a forfeit. I went outside onto the car park and stood against a bush while Gemma and Ross hit things with golf clubs at me. You know, like rotten vegetables and eggs and stuff. Got a little bit messy. There's a video being made if you want to watch it on rockfm.co.uk, but you can hear exactly what happened. Now, see ya when I get back. Hopefully, it won't end up like a Dixie holiday. Ta-da! Are you ready? The Adam at Breakfast podcast. The best bits from this week's award-winning Adam at Breakfast. Right, this is Adam's Never Mind the Buzzercock forfeit. Mm. Because he's been such a pain in the backside this week, and he's lost once again, and he's going on holiday, we've decided to do this today. In honour of the uh, Open at the Royal Birkdale, we're having a golf challenge. We've got eggs, rotten tomatoes. What else have we got, Ross? Uh, Beans. Salmon, orange juice, chopped tomatoes, all sorts yeah, of breakfast Yeah, it's going to be stuff. disgusting. And we're filming this as well. And uh, at the other end of the uh, 
<coughs> of the driving range. It's me in a lovely set of overalls. I'm just applying my safety goggles because nobody wants to have a PJ and Duncan incident out here, do they? You know what I mean? So I've got them on as we speak. Them two have lined up with golf balls and I'm going to be their target while they wax the fat me. They're a bit thick because if you hit an egg with a golf club, it's going to smash. But you know what I mean? I'll just stand here and laugh at them. When you're ready, three, yeah, two, one. Ah! Oh, you got me new trainers, man! Traumatised, mate. They sacked this thing off. They chased me down the thing. Chased me. <laughs> they chased me with some Chase arms. Me. So. Three, two, the Adam at Breakfast Podcast.